This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, good evening, good evening. Good to see you on a Wednesday. I don't know about you, I like Wednesdays. You never know what God's going to do, even on a Wednesday. If you need a Bible, once you get your hand up real high and our ushers will get you one. The Lord will bless you. Turn with me to Genesis 8. We'll receive our tithes and offerings. Let me walk you through something here just real quick. You know, um, Romans 8, verse 14, it says that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the, the sons and daughters of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God. So to be led by the Spirit of God, I, I, I got to I gotta be around the Holy Spirit and learn for him to lead me. Two verses later, Romans 8, 16 says, the Spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit. Now think about the word bear witness. He's gonna bear witness with your spirit, your heart, the inside of you. And so you may say, well, well, how does that work? Well, I believe it works when we spend time with God, we spend time with the Holy Spirit. And when the Lord speaks to you, um, Maybe if you're real stubborn, he'll use a donkey to speak to you. He did that. He did that with a guy named Balaam. Uh, the Lord doesn't write in the sky, hey, stupid, do this. He doesn't do that to us. The, the, the Holy Spirit begins to impress our hearts. And so let, let me give you a brief illustration with that, that there were a number of years ago we were trying to buy a home, and we went into this home, and Oh, the realtor and Shelly, they love the home. And to me, all I need is a bedroom and a shower. That's all of me. I could care less about everything else. And it had a bedroom and a shower. So I'm going through the house and I'm looking at stuff. And I, I get in one of the back bedrooms and it's like the Lord impresses me, don't buy this house. And so I'm thinking... Did, did I sense the Lord in my heart say that again? Did, did that impression comes with me? And so we leave, and a couple, couple weeks later, we go back and look at it for the second time, and oh my gosh, Shell and the realtor, they're really excited. And I get by myself again, and I have that same impression. Don't do it. Don't buy that house. And so I thought, well, maybe she'll forget about that house, and we'll just never go back to it. That didn't happen. We went back for the third time. And her and the realtor, we knew the realtor, a lady who loved Jesus. They are in there talking about the house. And I mean, I'm telling you, the Lord, is, it's, it's gotten intense now. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Well, I walk in there where they're at and I look on the counter. And they have contracts. And she said, I believe today we need to put in an offer. And Shelly said, yeah, I think we need to do that. I'm going, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. And so she's writing out stuff and everything. And finally I looked and I said, listen, I'm not against buying you a house. I'm just not going to buy this one. And I said, I'm just telling you, I get yuck in my heart. It's like the Holy Spirit's telling me, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Now, he'll let you do it. But you think running a red light is expensive in the natural. You start running spiritual red lights, whoo, it's going to cost you. And so we didn't buy that house. And about six weeks later, maybe, maybe a little longer, that house was built up on a big thing of dirt. 
And I get word that that house, the foundation settled, and they said there were cracks in the foundation that were at least three inches. And I looked at Shelly and I thought, oh, Holy Spirit, you're so good. You made me look so stinking smart. I, I wish I could tell you I have, I've always listened to those. There's been times I've run spiritual red lights. And so part of being quiet a minute ago, I, I believe you can do that at home. I believe you should. Where you just get close to the Holy Spirit and you'll hear that still small voice. Now, that has absolutely nothing to do with tonight, but I think you needed to hear it, okay? Go with me to Genesis 8, verse 22. While the earth remains, and I believe I'm accurate to say, it still remains, it's still here. While the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Now, you know as well as I do, cold and heat's still going on. We're just now coming out of the heat. And, and we know what he's talking about here, that there's a time for winter and summer. We, we get that. But what about the part where he says seed time and harvest? So whether you understand this fully or not, from the time you were born, you were born because of a seed. And throughout your life, you are planting seed. You know you're planting seed every day? Now, you're either planting good seed or you're planting bad seed. And you're going to reap whatever you're planting, okay? And so even in the area of finances, you're sowing seed, you're sowing seed, you're sowing seed. You just keep sowing seed. Now, what would you think here? We've got all these cotton farmers in this area. What would you think if you saw one of these cotton farmers sitting on his porch and you went out and said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm just waiting for my, my, my harvest to come up. And you said, well, what did you plan? And they said, nothing. I didn't plan anything. We, we would look at him and think, that dude's planting a bunch of dope, man. He's getting high too much. That, that doesn't add up. Why, why do I say that? Because we understand in the natural you only reap what you sow. You sow cantaloupe, you're not going to get watermelon, okay? But here's the thing within the kingdom of God, even by the area of your finances. You sow nothing, you're going to reap nothing. And I know that breaks your heart, but that's the truth. And so this is what the Bible gets over early, early in Genesis. And God tells us. So you're planting seed all the time. Now let me ask you a question. What type of seed you got in the ground? Hmm. Let's bow our head. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your word. Grace is here, Father God. Grace is to obey your word, even in the area of our giving. And Father God, our heart is not to give to get. Our heart is to give to give, just like you. And so, Lord, we pray your blessing right now. Woo, that harvest. 30, 60, 100-fold returns in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to get on a little dose of faith again here tonight. And it's always interesting with me, the Lord Jesus, 
he used life situations, he used life storms to teach the disciples, to teach them faith. To teach them, you, you can trust me in whatever area of your life you're in right now. So we start here in Hebrews 10, verse 37. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and not tarry. And that's talking about the Lord Jesus. And it's interesting, he says, in a little while. But you remember Father God, man, when you see what heaven's like, he said, one day in heaven's like a thousand years, or a thousand years like one day. I mean, all God got is time. Remember, he's the God of eternity. But I do want to hold fast to one of these sayings here. He's coming back. He said in a little while, he's coming back. So I'm just telling you, he's coming back. Verse 38. Now, not tomorrow, not now. Now, the just shall live by faith. My righteous ones will live from my faith. And so when we see the word, we'll live by faith, it's like the Lord saying, I, I want to help you to press on into maturity. Where if you study throughout the Bible and you see the different passages that Jesus talks about faith, there were times he said, ye of little faith, ye of no faith. But remember there was one guy, the centurion, and he said, I believe it's Matthew 8, he said, Ooh, I haven't found such great faith. Now, it's interesting that Jesus was, was always putting a, a, a word by people's faith. So he understands that. And it's clear he said, the just, his righteous ones, you're going to have to learn to live by faith. Remember, faith is you just trust in the Lord, you trust the scriptures, you believe him. Remember one of our definitions of faith a couple of weeks ago is faith is just believing that God's telling the truth. Well, how do I know God's telling the truth? I get into the word, I get into the B-I-B-L-E. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. And the word amen means, so be it. So when you find a, a promise from God, and it's a promise. God's not a promise breaker. He's a promise keeper. Keep di dissecting this with me. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, anyone turns away, anyone cuts and runs, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now, if we went to the very next chapter in Hebrews, chapter 11, it's called the Faith Hall of Fame. If you go in there and study those men and women in there, they didn't draw back. They just stayed with it day by day by day. And I believe one of the best descriptions of a believer is when they say, he or she's committed I'm committed. I'm committed. It's kind of like a marriage. I'm committed. Good days, bad days, sad days, mad days, frustrating days. And in marriage, you experience every one of those. I'm sorry if you're not married and you don't think that's going to happen. 
okay? Even after the honeymoon, you may have a Cinderella honeymoon, but the slipper's going to come off. And then you don't wake up to Sleeping Beauty, the breath of a thousand camels. Maybe we better keep reading the Bible. Verse 39. But we are not those who draw back to perdition. We are not those who draw back to destruction. Now, there's a warning here that everything he's talking about can happen. That's why you just got to be committed. You got to stay with it day by day by day by day. And again, even as a Christian, it's not always easy. It's not always fun. But when you say, I'm committed, I'm in for the long haul, that's when things begin to happen in your life. I'm all in. But of those who believe to the saving of the soul... One translation says, those who stay the course. Now, to stay the course, it's not because you're lucky. To stay the course, it's not because we knock on wood. To stay the course, is I just stay with Jesus. I just keep trusting him. I just keep believing him. I keep studying his word. I just keep hanging out with Jesus. Now, there's a lot of believers in here who've been here a long, long time as Christians in their life. They can tell you over, over. Just stay with it. Just stay with the Bible. Stay with Jesus. Turn back to your left just a little bit. Hebrews 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Just little nuggets of faith here I start with. Hebrews 4 verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. We don't just have a high priest. We got a great high priest. Who passed through the heavens. Now the Bible is going to tell you who our high priest is. Who this great high priest is. Look what it says. Jesus the son of God. Now I highlight every bit of that. Because there's a lot of religions right now that they believe in Jesus. But they don't believe in Jesus as the son of God. They believe Jesus was a prophet. Some believe he's a priest. But the key is this. Is Jesus the Son of God toward you? you got to hang on to that truth right there, okay? If not, it'll get you off track. Now look what it says here. Let us hold fast our confession. Let us hold fast our confession. Our confession of what? Our confession of salvation when I got born again. I hang on to that. Let us hold fast. Don't ever let go of that. And so if you hear a couple weeks ago, the word confession actually has the Greek meaning to agree. So when I find out about salvation through the Lord of Jesus and I confess him as Lord, you know what I'm saying? I agree with you, Father God. I agree he's the Son of God. But that even goes a little bit farther. When you find scripture in the Bible and you begin to speak that, you get into agreement with that. And when you get into agreement with the Word of God, things begin to happen. There's power in confessing the spoken word, the rhema. Okay, now we jump to the book of of Mark chapter 4, and this is where we're 
going to spend most of the rest of our evening. Mark chapter 4. Woo, a, a great passage on the Lord Jesus. I, I believe this is going to be eye-opening to us, okay? Mark 4, verse 35. And on the same day when evening had come. So let me give you a little, little visual picture here. As evening is coming, Jesus and his disciples are on the Sea of Galilee. Now, about four and a half years ago, I was in Israel. I, I took a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. It's huge. I mean, it's big. It's incredible. And so this is where they're at. They're on the Sea of Galilee. And it says, and he, and he, ooh, and when evening had come, he said to them, the them were his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now, I want you to think about that just for a second. Let us cross over to the other side. Who said that? Jesus did. So you see real quick, this was Jesus' idea. We're going to the other side, boys. Verse 36. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in a boat, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves began to beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. It's been a long, stressful day for the, the disciples. They've been ministering to people all day. Jesus says, get in the boat and go to the other side. They get going to the other side, and this windstorm shows up. And, and, and this windstorm is so bad, it's beginning to fill the boat. Now, remember whose idea it was to go to the other side. You know what this shows us? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a disciple of Christ. You're going to have storms in your life. The storms are coming. Not if so, maybe. The storms are coming. Now, this wasn't uncommon that storms came to the Sea of Galilee. It was 700 feet below sea level. So this happens some. Verse number 38. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. Now, wait, 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 wait just a minute. What was Jesus doing? He was in the stern of the boat on a pillow, taking a little snooze right here. And it goes on to say, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are, are perishing? Now, Jesus is taking a snooze, but the disciples are freaking out. And then they say, do, do you not even care? But see, sometimes when storms come up in our life, we have this thought. I must have done something wrong. How many have ever had something happen in your life and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've done something wrong. And that's happened to me numerous times. I mean, it looked like all hell broke loose, every storm was coming, and man, I, I'm repenting. I'm repenting for everything. I'm repenting because I didn't obey my mom and dad as a child. I'm repenting because I treated a dog bad. I just start repenting. Man, something's wrong because i got to repent. But isn't it interesting here? It doesn't say they did anything wrong. But they're still in the storm. 
Jesus is asleep. Now, when I, I read this here, Jesus, you don't care? <laughs> what an indictment against Jesus. Jesus, you don't care? Jesus doesn't care. Hey, Peter, I told you he doesn't care. Now, we can laugh about that, but think about this. How many times in my life have I said or thought, Jesus, you don't care? I asked you for that 30 minutes ago, and you didn't answer my prayer. Remember, we're into microwaving. Jesus is into marinating. Sometimes things don't happen on my clock and in my time frame. Jesus, where are you at? On delay. You don't care. Verse 39. Then Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind. Now a couple weeks ago we read a passage that said he rebuked the devil. It's interesting that when things tried to oppose the Lord Jesus... He would rebuke them. The devil, the wind. And so what Jesus is doing right here, I believe, he's giving the disciples a lesson on when life starts coming at you, use the authority I've given you. Well, what's the authority I got? I got the name of Jesus. Well, where is that in the Bible? That's Luke 10, 17. Remember, the 70 came back and they said, Lord Jesus, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And, and Jesus looked at him and said, there's more to it than that, boys. He said in Luke 10, 19, he said, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. But to operate in that authority takes great faith. And when I use the name of Jesus, do I expect stuff to happen? Oof. So Jesus rebukes the waves, the sea. Keep reading. And Jesus said to the sea. Jesus spoke to the sea. Jesus spoke to the mountain. It's interesting how many times Jesus spoke to them. He spoke to the sea. He spoke to the demons. He spoke to a dead man. He said, wake up, Lazarus, and come out. But I go back and I think, Jesus spoke to stuff over and over and over again. So, Jesus didn't do these things to brag about himself, to say, look how awesome. He's modeling to the disciples. And he's just not modeling to, he's modeling to us. And so he said, he speaks to the sea, and he said, peace be still. Hush! Calm down! And the wind ceased, and there was great peace. Interesting, huh? Verse 40. But Jesus said to them, why are you so fearful? Now listen to this. Listen. How is it that you have no faith? 
Not, not even little faith, but he says, no faith. And, and so right here, it's like fear and faith, they, they correspond to one another, and an increase of one leads to a decrease in the other. But think about this with the Lord Jesus. He never said that in a, in a way, come on, stupid. He never did that. It's almost like Jesus would tell him, you, you got a lot more faith than you realize. You just got to start using it. And so he said, where's your faith? And so we may ask this question. Why didn't the disciples trust him? That's an easy answer. The same reason we don't. But something begins to happen when I begin to study the scriptures. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, I keep hearing the word of God. And now you've got to remember, these guys, these were men that had been around Jesus. They'll be around him for three years and Jesus, I mean, he began to speak in their life. He began to rub off on them because we see what they did after he, he was ascended into heaven. And so I, I highlight this because to, to me it's like the Lord showing us your faith can grow. You can come to a place where you can say, I'm going to believe Jesus. How many of you have been here ever been around a great man or woman that man, I mean, they believe God. You look like, dear Lord, that's incredible. Did it make you mad? It didn't make me mad. It elevated me. I said, man, I, I, I need a touch of that. Come here and lay hands on me. But it's not transferred that way. So why didn't Jesus get shook about any of this? Why did none of this bother Jesus? You want to see the truth in this whole thing? Go back to verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let's cross over to the other side. He tells them immediately this is what's going to happen. He said, get on the boat and we're going to cross to the other side. He just didn't tell them how they were going to get there. He just didn't say, and by the way, there's going to be a storm. But he did say, let's just go to the other side. So when he got on the boat and took a snooze, you know why he took a snooze? Because he had told them, we're going to the other side. But yet when the storms of life come, they try to wreck my faith and they try to break what Jesus has said to me. Hmm. Real quick, Proverbs chapter 3. Whoo, I'm losing time here, I'm losing time. I need time, Lord. You guys get me telling all these stories, time. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, don't forget my law. Don't forget my word. But let your heart keep my commandments. Why is this so important? For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Woo, somebody, you better start marking those up right there. When you look what he says, uh, uh, length of days long, and peace. Let me ask you something. How many of you want to live in here long days? Length of days, long life, and peace. It's unanimous. 
If you're not raising your hand, I'm going to pray for liars again. <laughs> You've got to get your hand up. That's me. What was the key? Keep your heart. Keep the word of God. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Any of you in here wear a necklace? Chang? It's kind of what he's talking about. Bind it around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Right there. And so find favor and high seeming in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I, I got to believe his word. And lean not onto your own understanding. But the waves are too big, Jesus. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Woo, what a promise. What a promise. The thing about those promises right there. Is we get to live them out. And every one of us in here are going to have storms at times. So I got a little over a minute. I go back, way, 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 way back, way back. I'm, I'm working at a utility company. Um, I, I had a guy who started having some marital issues. And so one day he said, hey, I, I need to talk to you. So long story short, I talked to him. The problem when I talked to him, I talked to him on my break. But the break that day wasn't a 15-minute break. That, that break went to like 45 minutes. I didn't realize that there was a, a, a boss watching us. I walk in at 5 o'clock. The boss comes in and says, come here. He looks at us and says, did you two take this long of a break? The guy with me said, no, sir. I said, I did. And so he looks and says, both of you did. And I acknowledge, I said, I did. And I said, I was wrong. I did. He said, well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to give you three weeks off with pay. That's 15 work days. That's 21 days. And so I looked and I thought, oh, my gosh. Now, this was a storm that came out of nowhere. So I drive home. I walk in the house. And Shelly says, how was your day? And I said, well, I just got 15 days off with pay. What do you think about that? Pucker up, baby. I'm telling you guys, I'm freaking. I'm like, what, what am I going to do? I got more month than money. Anybody had more month than money? <laughs> so we begin to pray. We begin to trust Jesus. I said, Lord, Jesus got to help us here. Got to help us. Real quick, long story short. After the three weeks were up, because of the goodness of God, I made more money than my regular job. I was making so much money that the guy that got laid off with me, I hired him to work for me those three weeks. I said, I'll give you a job, pal. I saw the faithfulness of God. I'm, I'm telling you, I saw the faithfulness of God. I saw him come through. We just said, Father God, we put our trust in you. We ask you to open doors. And he opened doors. Do you know after those three weeks I went back? And I told the guy who gave me my, the, the days off, I said, I was wrong, okay? I apologize to you. We had such a great relationship all through that. I start pastoring over here, and a number of years ago, he passed away. His wife called me and said, he said before he died, the only person that would ever do his funeral is you. The guy who gave me three weeks off, 
I did his funeral. You're talking about a good God. God is good. God is good. Now stand up here. I'm two minutes late. I'm going to blame the somebody in here. Who can I blame? Come on, let's, let's raise our hands here to heaven. You, you may be in a windstorm right now. I'm just telling you, Jesus cares. And so could the storm in my life, could it be a way that Jesus is saying, we're going to elevate your faith where when the storms of life, you realize who you trust and you believe. And so right now, Father God, everybody in this house that's, that's in a storm of life, Lord, I ask that you touch us today. That you would grace us with our faith toward you, toward your word. That, Lord, you said the just shall live by faith. Breathe that in us tonight, Father God. And, Lord, I pray your blessing on everyone right here. That we cling to you. We cling to your word. We put the word of God around our neck like a necklace right now. And Father God, we hold on to your promises. And we thank you again, Father God, that, that you are a God that is moved not by our circumstances, but you are moved by our faith. And so, Lord, move within us, swell within us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.